what is your like number one procrastination what just gets you every time netflix netflix yeah because usually when i eat i watch my show you know make my food and then go sit down and then put my show on and then i just can't get i can't turn it off like the sh- the, the episode's over and depending on how much procrastination i want to do that day i just keep watching it how do you feel about studying with friends it depends the friends that you're studying with i have some friends that when we like meet up like i know i won't get shit done yes i think <laughs> we all have those friends it's so hard though because those are the most fun like sessions you ever have with friends yeah the three-prong method of studying it's like the review before lecture then mm-hmm. you have the view which is during lecture mm-hmm. and then you have the review which is typically after lecture right. and i'd say more appropriate your mind becomes so strong and fortified that you're that nothing can really distract you and you're so focused you're able to not procrastinate on the things you want to do and while still taking the breaks and enjoying create a mind that's indistractable so that you can achieve your long-term goals yeah Go through the short-term pain that it's going to take because it's going to take some short-term pain. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be enjoyable, but it's going to be fucking worth it. So I feel like studying, it's like divided between like two categories, right? Because it it depends on like the class that you're taking. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have, I'm a biology major and um, being like any like STEM major, you have classes that are more like concept based like biology it's concept based you know like there's rarely any like math to do or anything that's like technical and stuff like that mm-hmm. everything is more like concepts like do you understand this mechanism do you don't it's, that's it and other classes like math classes so like calculus for example mm-hmm. or statistics and stuff like that it's it's classes that you have to do a lot of practice the way that i study so that i can retain information and that i can not just memorize facts, but also like understand them and, and keep that information in my brain is by doing um, flashcards, which basically works off of the method of uh, spatial repetition. Recall. Um, right. Like what method of learning, basically. Yes. And that's how you really reinforce the pathways, the certain neural pathways right. that are created in your brain, like when you're learning right. and everything right. like that. Right. And I am not exactly 100% sure like the science behind it. All I know is that. Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty basic. The more mm-hmm. you repeat something, it's like, you know how they say that practice makes perfect. Yeah. Well, the more you practice, the more your brain learns and the more that you're able to retain that information and get better and better. So it's the same, the same thing. The more you do flashcards over a period of time, the more you will retain that information and the more that you will learn it and understand it. And I, th- I think that applies to like anything you're learning in life, like yeah. the more reps. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, we always talk about discipline a lot. It's like the more mm-hmm. reps, the more um, time you put into it, the more you dedicate to it, you will start to learn. You, you like you. It's like the, the same volume negates luck. Right. Like if you just do it enough, then like you don't need to be lucky because right. you've put in enough volume and sort of like like the again, the repetition. And for me. Uh, regarding studying and regarding like learning things i'll say that because in life i think it's important for everyone to stay like a curious lifelong kind of learner and learn things Mm -hmm. and i sort of have like varying methods of learning things depending on if it's for school and if it's just for my personal life so i guess i'll I'll start with like the way i think about it for school and then the way i think about it for, for my personal life so that people out there just trying to get ahead in life and trying to be disciplined can also like take something from that because we should all be learning and growing in life. But I think just to start with the school side aspect of it and sort of the traditional 
you know, standardized testing and the way things kind of are in both high schools and colleges, you know, at least in today's world is there's kind of like the, the three prong method of studying, which me and you kind of talk about a lot. And it's, I think the gold standard for what most college students try to strive for, which is basically before lecture, before class, you review Mm -hmm. what the material is going to be over, whether that's through your textbook or looking over your lecture slides. Mm -hmm. Then during class, you obviously are very attentive and and learning and and not getting on your phone, getting distracted, tuning out the professor, you know, um, getting sort of lost. One thing I notice when I'm in in lectures, especially uh, regarding extremely complicated topics, um, very high level topics is like the first 10 minutes I might be super lost but if I just hang in there and I keep listening to every word the professor's saying eventually I kind of catch on and I'm like okay I, I was kind of lost the first 10 minutes but then like the last 30 minutes I got like this piece of gold of like information that I understand and I think that's really important for students out there trying to learn is that even if your professor is extremely boring which a lot of them are especially if you're in a STEM major yeah don't quit on the lecture because at the end of the day, you're paying thousands and thousands, and this is an exaggeration, thousands of dollars of your hard you know, time and money into being able to go to that lecture and listen to that professor. And so even if they are the most boring thing you know, possible, unless you're going to stop paying and stop going, which I totally respect the decision too, because I think there's other ways to learn. Unless you're going to do that, if you're going to continue pay, you might as well go and, and focus for those 45 minutes mm-hmm. and really just sort of give it your all while you're doing that right. so again it's like the review before lecture then mm-hmm. you have the view which is during lecture mm-hmm. and then you have the review which is typically after lecture right. and i'd say more appropriately especially for busy students mm-hmm. leading up to big exams and um sort of midterms and everything like that like once you get towards the exam you want to start to review a lot of the stuff that you've already gone over well i kind of want to stop you there because sure. i kind of want to talk about this um like, another method of studying that can be more effective, um, I know a lot of, like, STEM major students, well, especially me, I can speak mm-hmm. for everyone, but for me, if I, so, let's say I go to lecture, and then, you know, I just, I learn what I learn, and then I do the homework, and then I just go about my day, and then a week goes by, and I just keep doing the same thing over and over again, and then the test like it's approaching right right what most of us do is we then like start studying like three days before the test or Mm -hmm. maybe like even a week before the test but really we haven't studied or reviewed any of the information at all since we did the lecture Mm -hmm. and for me that's just it's terrible because i feel so confused and i feel like i literally haven't learned anything like the past you know however many usually like two weeks three weeks like was like just flew over my head yeah like at least for me because i can't retain information just by looking at something i have to repeatedly repeatedly you know review it so i feel like it's really effective sometimes to after you go to lecture um maybe go back and review the lectures and kind of like then you can do like i was saying like the flashcards stuff like that something that you can review every single day maybe not every single day but maybe every other day because i know people are busy yeah but every other day so that by the time the test comes you don't have like anxiety and you're not worried if you're gonna do bad or good so well i think i think, I, a- I think like for for you at least right now you're taking a physics course and you're actually like 
pretty much kicking the course's ass. I mean, you've, you've got nothing below a 92 on any exam grade yet. And I think the main reason for that is because you've actually kind of found a good rhythm with the whole review and view. Mm-hmm. So you've done a really good job with this course, more than I've seen in most other courses you've taken at really reading the chapters in your textbook before lecture and being sort of really prepared to sort of go to lecture and start to put the pieces together. Because yeah. whenever you're in, um, whenever you're taking a class, even if you read the, the uh, a, let's say a chapter in the textbook for the course, because most STEM majors, at least, um, most courses um, have a textbook attached to them right. that you typically purchase either a digital copy or a physical copy. Mm-hmm. And typically the, the course is essentially derived from the textbook. So realistically, if you were to read the whole textbook, you could learn everything mm-hmm. you would during the course. It's just the course provides you the more structure, obviously the professor to help you out along the way, trying to explain things. And then you take the exams for mm-hmm. the actual, you know, accredited, you know, right. thing that you get from the state. But I think you've done a good, a really good job sort of getting the review and the view down, which to me is like 75% of it. Like if you can really master that, then the review, while it's important, obviously, I think looks very different because even for you, like you review, quote unquote, less the lecture notes again versus you're reviewing is more like doing problem. So in a way you are reviewing, right? You're well, reviewing the material without like going through the lecture notes. You yes. See what I'm saying? So but this is where I mean there's like different categories to study because for classes like physics, where most of it is math um, and applying concepts in a mathematical way. um, I feel like it's different because for those type of classes where you have to practice, that is considered the review like session, right? Like if you right. do problems, like how else will you review the content? Yeah, right? that's true. Mm-hmm. However, if you have a class like, for example, intro to biology, you know, you don't have mathematical problems you can review. So you have to kind of depend on whether you go back over the lectures and look at them or not. For example, I took a class last semester called microbio. And that class wasn't hard. There was just a lot of concepts and a lot of uh, mechanisms and a lot of processes that we had to learn. And, you know, those processes have a lot of information and a lot of small details that you have to kind of learn. I can't just not review because by the time that the test comes, I, I will have completely forgotten everything. And what I noticed was that so I would go to lecture you know do all that and then before maybe a week before the exam i would go through all the lecture notes which i think this is what a lot of people do mm-hmm. they go through the lecture notes, or at least a lot of people that that i've that i'm surrounded by or like that i've seen yeah they go through the lecture notes from day one so imagine you're having an exam over five chapters yeah. that's at least like probably like 10 lectures or nine or eight or yeah you know whatever it's like a, a pretty good amount so yeah and so these people or me i did this i would go through every single lecture like not watch it rewatch it although i know some people that do that which i think it's a waste of time really um but you know i would go through all of them write notes kind of like summarize some of the things down again um and then the test date would come and then i would get like high b's right and I think now looking back, I think a a way that I could have gotten A's or higher grades or maybe maybe even like um, learned the information better or like been able to memorize some like little facts 
would have probably been by doing flashcards, which I didn't start doing until the end of the course. Yeah. The the sort of active recall, it's like so fucking powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful in terms of learning really anything, but especially if you're in um if you if you're gonna be taking exams where you're gonna be asked mm-hmm. questions because the heart the as a student and all students know this feeling, the most annoying and frustrating thing is when you read a question and you just have no idea what the yeah. answer is. Even if it's not on an exam, if it's a homework question and you're reading it, and mm-hmm. you, especially if you've gone through all the lecture notes and you've gone through some of the reading and you're reading the question, like, I still don't know. Yeah. Then it's like, you know, this sort of frustrating. So you, you, you need to almost battle test your mind right. and be ready to take exams and sort of like, you know, practice. And j- just to kind of get back to the the three-step, like the three-prong method that I'm kind of talking about with studying, you know, with we talked about review, view, and then or um, preview, view, and then review. With preview, it's l- kind of like you're saying with microbio. Every course is completely different. Like some courses right. will cr- require more vocabulary and sort of just dense knowledge packing, and some will be more problem solving, like physics or engineering or any any of those mm-hmm. kind of courses. Yeah. Or if you're like a law major, or if you're like going to study law, like you know you're going to be learning a lot of like dense laws and a lot of you know mm-hmm. sort of legal legal code and, and everything like that so it's completely different and with with the process of review i think you it depends on the course right because some courses have textbooks and others have lecture slides and one thing i found that works with me is if i stick with one or the other whenever i try to sort of review both especially if you're really crunched on time if you're taking five six courses if you're in a in a school organization if you if you work if you have other responsibilities in your life and school is not the only thing then trying to do you know the textbook and then the lecture slides before lecture for all five classes then go to lecture for all five classes mm-hmm. and try, sort of keep up with that it's so hard to maintain and mm-hmm. that's the main reason why like watching you I'm like so like proud and like like you've you found a great groove with the physics class and with your ability to do that in a way that I just never have. Because typically for me, I, I don't know about any other students, but for me, whenever I start a course, for the first like two, three weeks, I can keep up. I can review before lecture, read, uh, read and sort of go over the lecture notes, go to lecture and then do that and then get out of lecture and sort of stay on top of it. But pretty much once the first exams hit, once the first round of <laughs> exams hit for the semester and you're taking, you know, four or five exams within two weeks, then it's almost like everything just kind of goes out the window and you just try and dial in and be as efficient as possible and you focus on what's going to matter for the exam. And I think that's an extremely like important thing because most professors, if they have lecture slides or lecture notes or anything like that, there's a reason that they're making those. And again, a lot of them are derived from the textbooks. Mm-hmm. And so what they're really doing is they're like saying, okay, this is what's important from the textbook. This is what's important. This is what you need to know. And so as far as review goes in the past, if you do as a student feel super busy and like there's no way I could possibly read 10 chapters in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. You just feel that way, then don't. Like just stick with the lecture notes and sort of review those before lecture, go to lecture, right. then do the lecture and then get out and review problems or more of the notes. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever whatever you feel works. Yeah. Because for me, like that that is what has proven to be very successful because again, most of the time, if a professor is putting something in their notes, it's probably gonna be on the exam. Right. And versus there could be stuff in the book that's not necessarily on the exam. Nine nine times out of ten, 
the first statement is true and not the second, right? You, you, you don't sort of have the sort of like juxtaposition of that. And then talking a little bit about the view, I think it's important when you're in in class to ask questions. And I know this is extremely hard in large lecture halls, <laughs> classes of, you know, over 100, 200, 300 sometimes students. Like that's very hard, right? Because it's almost diluted. Not only do you not want to interrupt the lecture time, but you just feel like very like awkward. You feel stupid almost. You don't want to ask a stupid question in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. And everyone's like, Duh. even though probably 60% of them are thinking the exact same question you are. But I would encourage if you can, and if it's if it's not a 300 course lecture hall, because that, <laughs> that just sucks, right? If it's, you know, 50 to 30 students in your class and it's manageable, I would highly suggest like asking questions. Even if you even if you don't even that that was the one thing that I've also found helps me in terms of the view part of studying. So like the review is definitely trying not to review too much and be overwhelmed to where you stop doing it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, it's just too much. I'm not going to do any review. Then the view part, try to ask like as many questions as possible. Because you, if you force yourself to think of a question during lecture, you're forcing yourself to pay attention mm-hmm. and you're forcing yourself to like be curious about the topic. Right. You're like, Oh, I wonder like, like the professor saying, okay, you know, this is the way that gravity works. Let me ask why. Or let me, it doesn't even have to be like a fully thought out question. You know, it can be a dumb question, but you stop the professor, A, to slow down if he's going too fast. You get to, you know, stop them. And B, you get to sort of clarify, you know, what they're going over. Mm-hmm. And then the third part, which is like the the review part, for me, what's been the most successful and what I've sort of like used throughout my, to get me through college up to this point is testing myself basically some way creating a test and some way creating whether that's derived from homework problems from quiz problems from previous exams from previous years and the key with doing the test is the repetition so what i do is i create a a practice test for me before the exam and then i take the exam or take the practice with it completely blank so i don't know the answers and then I check what the answers are and I like grade myself. Literally, I get like a red pen or from my iPad, the red color. And I grade it and say, I got a 60 on this first attempt. Let me erase everything and take it again. Because even though you've seen the answers on the answer key, you'd be surprised how much you don't remember even from mm-hmm. the answer key, even though you just saw it. Yeah. Right. And so you, you take it again and you're like, I got a 75. OK, but I, I still got these these two questions wrong. I got both attempts. And then you start to see what you really need to study, mm-hmm. what you really need to focus. Yeah. That's the best way to sort of review, at least for me, because again, like you're saying, I my major is aerospace engineering. So it's mm-hmm. high highly mathematic, yeah, you know, intense. Yeah. It's very math intensive. And so very problem solving intensive. And so like as far as like for me, that's what's I found has worked. I kinda wanna talk a little bit about, you know, how you said that I'm doing really good with my physics class. Sure. Well, first it's it is a summer class, so yeah. it is just a four-week course, which I think kind of, like, really helped me see what what the power of reviewing before class, taking the le- doing the lecture, and then reviewing after, like, really can do for you. Because because it is a four-week course, we basically do a chapter a day. And for those of you out there that, like, have never taken a short or four-week sort of summer course, you still learn the same content. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's shorter, because this is what I thought going into my first summer course. I was like, OK, well, maybe some of it's cut out, maybe less homeworks. Mm-hmm. It's exact. When I say exactly the same, you mm-hmm. do the exact same amount of homeworks. 
same yeah. amount of exams, same final, same percentages, everything yeah. is the same. Which at first seemed really daunting mm-hmm. to me. Like I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to do terrible in this class. It's basically a whole 16 week course just put into four weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was completely terrified. But then I started taking it, and um, right now I'm actually taking the finals for it. Um, it's I can't believe it's already been, it's technically five weeks because it's yeah. the week of the final. But I think the reason why it hasn't been as hard as I thought it was going to be is because it having to do a chapter a day doesn't give you any time to forget information as long as you keep up with it, right? So the way that I've been doing it is I do... I read the book on, like, let's say Monday, and then I do the lecture for Monday, and then after the lecture, I do the homework for that chapter. So it's a chapter a day, so for that chapter, I do the homework. And then on Tuesday, I move on to the next chapter. And the way that the course is kind of set out by the school is um, on Friday, we take exams for however many chapters we did during that week. So... I basically don't have any time to just like forget what I learned because the the exam day is so close. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been learning. I've been doing the homeworks. So I've been doing all three, you know, stages of your method. And by the time I'm doing the test, I'm doing really good because I I mean, I don't have to like go back into my memory of like three weeks ago to like try and recall what I learned and what I forgot and what I didn't even know what I didn't know, you know. And I think what this has shown me is that. Even if it's a 16-week course, you kind of have to keep up the same momentum. And, like, you have to, even though it's, because right now I'm taking a chapter a day, right? But if I was to take this during a 16-week course, it would be, like, a chapter a week. Yeah. And that makes it really, really hard and really easy to just forget it and just say, okay, the test is not into, like, four weeks from now. I have time to study. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do. And I feel like also, like, I have friends who do this. And then they wonder, like, you know, why am I doing bad on my test? Yeah. And and honestly, this also, like, ties into time management, which we can talk about in a little bit, too. But, like, I think that's the the worst thing you can do for your grades is just slack off and just be like, I have time to study this or I have time to learn this later on. Because it's even... I've even done that. And every single time I do that, where I'm just like, I don't really understand this topic, but it's okay. I'll learn it before the test. Yeah. Eventually, right? Eventually. And then we just put it like in the back of our head. And then by the time the and test the comes, night before, you know, you're, you're like, studying. I still don't understand it. And yeah. then you're like, you know what? It's probably not going to be on the test. And then it's. It's 10 out of the 20 questions. <laughs> yeah. It's on the. I, I, and I think also what, what you're saying is like, it also shows these sort of shortened uh, courses where like you take a 16 week course load and you cram it into five weeks it shows that a lot of people have a sort of limited belief about learning and about themselves and their capabilities because a lot of us feel you know if we're taking a longer course or, or just a normal semester long course that it needs to be spaced out that this is too much information for me to take in and this is like too much for me to learn when really our capacity as human beings to learn is pretty much endless like Mm -hmm. our brains are like amazing computers doing trillions and trillions of calculations you know every second to power our our body and to make sure all the biological processes happen in our body you know and it's really an amazing thing that the the power that our brain has and we underestimate it sometimes and we sort of give ourselves a pass make excuses and, and you know 
tell ourselves like it's okay like this is a lot of information you know i'm not supposed to like learn this quickly and we talked a little bit about it but if you would imagine like taking those five-week courses you know for all your courses you could probably finish a four-year degree in like a year and a half like seriously yes (laughs) and unfortunately like that's not the way the system is really made you know and and i and i get it in in some cases because some courses maybe do need like 10 weeks maybe a little longer um depending on the course and also you know i do feel the other side of that just to play devil's advocate a little bit was is that you know, maybe you're putting too much on a student to like learn constantly every day, all day. Right. You know, and then you, you you do run into that issue as well. Yeah. But I think for those ambitious students out there that, you know, feel like not only can they handle it, but they excel in it. They're like, I learned better like this. Right. I learned better. Like you're saying, like, I don't forget nothing because, right. you know, it's like back to back to back. Yeah. I think there should definitely be a better path for people like that to take a four year degree and destroy it in like two years. Right. You know. And I also want to mention, um, like you're saying, I, I think that this like four week courses are great, but they're great for what they are like a summer, you know, a summer course, because, and, and, you know, even even like thinking of like going to medical school and stuff like that or any graduate school. This is basically what you do in, in those yeah. type of schools. You learn something in a very like short quarters, amount right? of time. It's called. Um, something like that. Yeah. I think it's, it's like blocks yeah, or like, like it just depends something whatever like you're learning, yeah. but whatever the core structure is, but you basically learn a lot of information in a, in a short period of time. And, 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 you know, that can get very, like, you can get burnt out yeah, from it. For sure. And so it's definitely good. Not to, for everybody. It's not for everybody, basically. Yeah. Cause I'm doing this like physics class with another class. That's like really easy. So really I only have one class to focus, but I couldn't, I could not imagine doing this for like five classes or right. six classes, which I will eventually have to do. But um, if you're somebody who is thinking of taking a summer class, but it's like a hard, um, if you're if you're a STEM major, a hard like STEM class over the summer, I would say do it because honestly, if it's the only class you're taking, it's completely worth it in my opinion. Like I thought it wasn't, and I thought it was gonna be too hard, and I thought that my summer was over, and you know I was gonna be studying every every day at every hour, you know. It's it's really not. It hasn't been that way. I've, yeah. been, I've had a lot of free time. I basically work every day um, and I still have time to do this. So yeah. it's doable. Yeah. Uh, going a little bit back to what I was talking about with the two ways of, of learning something. First, you know, the sort of traditional school way. I do want to touch a little bit on sort of how I learned things that don't involve school. In other words, without the structure of having a professor and a lecture and a textbook and sort of lecture notes like we're, we're speaking about, there's a lot of people out there that take, you know, online classes from things like Udemy, just different online resources where they're trying to learn a new skill, whether that's mm-hmm. video editing, um, you know, real estate. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like the list goes on and on and mm-hmm. on. There's, there's endless things to learn out there. Mm-hmm. I think for that kind of learning it, it's it's similar, obviously, because they're both learning, right? It's similar in the in in like the advice that I would definitely give, and that I found personally has worked for me in learning any new endeavor. But for me, it's like complete repetition. Like do it and fail, and do it again and fail again, and do it again and fail again. Because everything that I've ever learned in my life, outside of school, and even school, it's the same thing. Like when I do my practice exams and I fail and I regrade it and I take it again, it's the same thing, right? But I just whenever you're doing something out there in in the world, it can seem a little scary because there's no structure, right? 
and there's things to try to replicate this like Udemy and you have modules and you have course uh, sort of assignments and online courses, but it's it's just different whenever you're going out there and hustling and trying to learn a new skill. And for that, I would highly suggest any sort of repetition and also um, giving yourself real world experience, even if it's just stupid projects. So, for example, I took a course online on how to code iOS apps and I took the course twice. Actually, I took it the first time and it was a little more spaced out. I feel like I, I learned a lot, but didn't learn enough. So then a few months later, I revisited it, took it again. And again, it was learning how to code you know, iOS apps for like Apple phones and stuff like that. And the second time I took it, the thing that I changed was I started to create sort of apps that I could actually go publish on the app store. And again, it were like very simple apps, calculators, stuff that like already exists, obviously, but stuff that you start from scratch by yourself, you do it. And if you want to, you can even publish it to like the app store or publish it to the internet or, you know, release whatever you're, you're working on behind the scenes. And if you do that a bunch of times, even with this podcast, like every week, like, you know, we get a little bit better with the process of the recording and the audio mm-hmm. and the, you know, the clips and everything like that. You just have to sort of put it out there and constantly get better whenever you're learning a new skill. You know, it's it's it works exactly the same way as studying. It's just I found that the practice of it is the only thing that really makes the big difference, yeah. because with the online courses, I was learning modules just like I would in school and I was watching essentially what is a lecture and these learning videos and following along the whole time. But it wasn't in, it wasn't until I would like go with a blank file on it, like new file, new canvas, like a blank canvas in front of me. And I was like, okay, try to open. I was like, damn, I don't even remember like step one, how to open it. And it's like that. Then you start to realize, okay, I, I followed along. Great. Just right. like if you're in school, you can, you're like, I followed my professor the whole lecture. I didn't feel lost. Mm-hmm. And you tried one you know, practice problem and you're like, I don't know how to do it. Right. It's like the apply, like when you apply something, not only does it stick more in your brain, but it, it also like you get better at it so much quicker. It's like right. a repetition of it, like yeah. over and over and over again. Also, I think it would, it would be a shame if we did not talk about something that every student deals with. You mentioned a little bit with time management, yes, but also not just time management, but also procrastination. Yes. Well, I think they're one in the same. They're one in the same for <laughs> sure. So I've had a lot of friends and even you um, saying that I'm doing a really good job with physics and everything. But I've also had a lot of friends tell me that I am great with like managing my time. And so what works for me, um, and again, this might not work for everyone, um, but a way that I try to um, kind of like manage my time better is by having either a planner or it can be a physical planner or it can be a calendar on your, you know, like Google Calendar or, you know, anything where you can write or kind of like plan your week and your day and your month and everything. So whenever I start a class, the way that I that I plan for it is I look at the syllabus and I like copy all the dates down onto the planner for like my tests, the due dates for homeworks, um, stuff like that. And then on top of that, I also like write the days that I work and, um, you know, like just big things that I know that I'm going to have on certain days. Or like if you have an, if you have other responsibilities like a organization or a club, you know, you write that down, too. And then usually like uh, w- once a week, like usually Sundays, I would I would plan my week out. And, you know, I try to do this every single week, but obviously there's some weeks where I just like, you know, do it on Mondays and stuff like that. So. 
that's just to say, you know, I'm not perfect and nobody should be. Of course, yeah. So on Sunday, I plan out my week. And the way that I plan it out is by day. And I, at the beginning of the school year, I usually start out by like planning my days like hourly. You know, and this might sound very like like OCD or yeah like oh my god you know (laughs) right but if you know me I'm honestly not like a a person like that at all yeah like (laughs) like I always have something to do and like I'm not always just studying I'm Mm -hmm. really not and like I like taking my weekends off and although I can all the time you know most of the time I do plan and do things on the weekends that's not studying so the way that this helps me though is that I I kind of have an idea, especially at the beginning of semester of, a, of you know, the new school year or whatever, or beginning of a project or anything. It kind of like gives me an idea of what that semester or what that week or whatever is going to look like, you know, and it kind of gives me like the discipline to follow it. Like if I write it down, if I'm like, OK, from I'm going to wake up at 530 a.m. and then I'm going to work, I'm going to work till 10. And then from there, I'm going to go to lecture until like. 12 and then at 12 i'm gonna go home and eat breakfast and then from one to two i'm gonna study you know it just i'm more likely to follow it if i write it down than if i don't yeah and um this kind of like ties into like procrastination because it's so easy to just get on your phone while you're eating and just sit on the couch and watch your show for like three hours which is something you wish do. i do you're done yeah for sure yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I'm really good at managing my time if I'm, like, disciplined. Yeah. But um, sometimes procrastination just, it just hits me. Yeah, and I think as, as like, students, we all procrastinate. All yeah. of us. I mean, I think all human beings do, really. Yeah. But for students especially, because a lot of us, even if we are extremely interested in the topic or thing that we're studying we might not be as sort of enthusiastic about the way the professor is teaching it and about the way the coursework is sort of going, the way homeworks are going, the way exams are going. Like those things might be extremely boring to us, even though the broader topic is something we are fascinated with. So procrastination is something that we definitely all do. And for me, as far as time management goes, I kind of have a very, at least up to this point, I've had a very opposite philosophy and a very opposite way of doing for me i write down almost nothing and i don't plan out i do plan out my day but in my head and this is just the type of person i am typically um and i keep saying typically and and you know up to this point because i'm trying to change this but up to this point like i said i'm just someone who even when i was in high school when i would get like my my you know schedule for my classes it took me like 12 hours to learn the whole schedule like, I wouldn't even need the schedule the second day of school because I, w- I would just learn, okay, like, this when I have first period, this when I have second period. Like, I'm a very, like, my m- things just kind of stick in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at directions. I'm really, I'm really good with, like, little things like that. Memorying, remembering, like, number combinations. It's another thing. It's like those little memory things. For me, I've always worked. So whenever I think about my day, I do plan in the same way. Like, I'm going to wake up at, you know, 530. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to work out, then eat, lunch, then eat breakfast, then start studying for you know, this class. And like, I'll have all that in my head. And while I do, yes, have like Google Calendar and set out the broader, like when exams are and uh, when everything like that is, even when I do a checklist for like a specific day, I find that I won't even look at it like until like three days later. 
And I'll look back and go, oh, yeah, but I, I still made sure to get everything done that day. Because in my head, I have, like, this internal clock saying, yeah. like, okay, get this done, this done, this done, you know, by today. So if anybody's out there that's, like, hearing this and going, like, well, I don't plan everything out and I don't, you know, do all this. Like, could that be my mistake? It could, but also cannot be. If you're able to manage, you know, the things that you have going on in your life and the, the sort of things you have to focus on, then whatever works for you, I feel like is what you should stick with. Yeah. Um. Now, the the reason that I'm trying to change it, I guess, is because at this point in my life, I'm trying to accomplish more. And I do, I do personally believe that there does become a certain point where if you do want to do enough things in your life, the more complicated it becomes, the more complicated you're, you're sort of, not complicated, but the more intensive your structuring of it needs to become, the more intensive your organization needs to become. So for example, if you're someone who's like, going to college and then maybe you have a kid and then maybe you're starting a business and then you're working part-time to pay your bills. You're doing a lot of things in your life. You're constantly busy, right? So you, if you want to be successful and get ahead, you need to structure every hour of your day and sort of, you know, become extremely efficient with your day, which is what I'm trying to do right now. Because one thing that I've learned is that an hour in the morning is, you know, as valuable as two hours in the afternoon. So what I mean by that is like if you do work in the morning before anybody's awake, before you have a lot of these distractions that can allow you to procrastinate like your phone and like notifications and just people calling you, texting you, classes, anything like that. Whenever you have those things, it's it's so hard to stay focused. It's so hard because our brain just wants to escape the pain. It's like what they're wired to do. It's mm-hmm. what it evolved to do. If you're, if you're doing so many things in your life, you need to start to bring some structure because it will be start to become overwhelming just from like the ignorance of not knowing what's happening. So another great example of that is sort of if you have like um, if you're someone who like doesn't keep track of your money and you never know how much is in your bank account. Every time you spend money, you feel a little nervous because you're like, I don't know how much I have. I don't know if I have enough to spend. I don't know if, you know, I'm going to be able to like spend this money because you don't keep track of it. Yeah. And sort of tasks in your life and responsibilities start to become the same way. If you start to have too many and you stop paying attention to them, then eventually it just becomes extremely overwhelming. And you're just like, okay, I feel like I feel like I have the power and the discipline to handle all these things and to get ahead in life. But I don't feel like my current um, sort of management of how I'm doing these things is working. Mm -hmm. Because for me, what I was what was happening was I was forgetting things. I wasn't. Preparing, you know, far ahead in time enough to be able to sort of execute on the things that I wanted to do in life. Mm-hmm. And that was like the main problem that I was having. Yeah. And sort of that procrastination. Um, wh- What do you think is the like number one thing? What is your, what is your like number one procrastination um, evil? Like what just gets you? What just gets you every time? Um, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I said, that's like, a lot of people out there. Like I will like start eating because usually when I eat, I watch my show, mm-hmm. and and by my show she means whatever show she's watching at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so like I would like I would like you know make my food and then go sit down and then put my show on, and then I just can't get I can't turn it off, you know. Yeah. Like I just stay on it until it's over, and sometimes I even like. Like the, sh- the the episode's over, and depending on, you know, how much procrastination I want to do that day, <laughs> I just keep watching it. Yeah. And it's it's terrible. 
I know. Because those, like, two, three hours that I'm spending watching three episodes, I could have spent studying and not just studying, but maybe doing more productive things, like, it's like working out. I don't know, yeah. you know? Well, for me, it's, like, diff- it's a little different because I... And I and I know this about you. I know that like you could like literally be almost detoured from your day for like three hours, right? Mm-hmm. And sort of like watch watch something. And like all students, like I was saying, I do procrastinate, and it is something that like I struggle with. But for me, I feel so guilty so much quicker. So like for you, the guilt sets in after you've done the three hours of watching. <laughs> yes. But while you're watching. It's like you're not even thinking about it, right? Well, no, not really. It depends. Um, Like, if I have a test that day. Like, sometimes I've done this where, like, I have a final. And I know I've studied a lot. And, like, my brain just, like, doesn't want to keep studying. So I will just watch, like, my show, like, the hour before the test. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I will just just say fuck it and just do it. For me, it's, it's very much, like, I feel so guilty, like, the second... I start doing the thing. So like my my biggest weakness is YouTube. So like while yours is Netflix, mine is YouTube. And the reason for that I feel is because I've just become so addicted with sort of uh there's like so much on YouTube for me and to learn in terms of watching um like educational videos. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like so much entertaining shit on YouTube. There's so much like <laughs> things that you could watch. And like, the thing about YouTube, too, is it's such a conscious procrastination because the video you're watching is maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes long. <laughs> and then you got to click a new video. Mm-hmm. Netflix, you could just get sucked in because it's like a 40-minute episode that just plays the next episode. And you're like, well, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. And it just plays the next. It's what <laughs> happened to you the other night. Like, you, yeah. you wanted to see the conclusion of the, yeah. like, plot line you were this watching. This was, like, at 12 p.m. At 12 a.m. No, yeah, 12 a.m., and I had to go to sleep. Like, I was so tired that they had she woken was- up really early. I literally watched my show until about 2.30 a.m. Yeah. And I just, I didn't feel any guilt. I was like, you know what? Tomorrow I don't have to wake up early. It's 4th of July. Like, it's whatever. It's my day off. And um, that's, that was just my way of, like, telling, convincing my brain. Like, let, yeah, let's watch my show for, like, two hours in the middle of the night. Now, I will say, you know, YouTube is like my sort of seduction in terms of um, school and procrastination and studying, right? Because it's so it's so easy. It's always there on your phone. Mm-hmm. But I do also have this other seduction that sort of goes back towards my childhood more, which is playing video games. I love to play video games. But I'm also a very obsessive, compulsive, competitive person. <laughs> so I don't just like it. Uh, I've... I've truly considered it and I've moved into the category of addiction in my life because I either have it or I don't like and when I say have it I mean like I'm either playing eight hours a day to become a professional gamer or I'm just not playing it at all because there's no in between like even this last semester I remember I started I just like started dabbling again into playing video games and I do this like every other semester I always do this but I just started dabbling I started playing a little bit and all the other things I want to do in my life just went to shit. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped doing everything else because it just becomes so, like, so consuming and so, like, oh, my God, this is because it's so fucking fun. And like, it's so it addicting. So your brain, fun. your brain just gets entangled in it and you just want more of it. Like, dude, there's nothing like playing a video game with your friends. And it's like, especially when it's competitive and it's almost like a sport. I mean, I've played many sports yeah. in my life. It's like the same. 
I get the same feeling and the same competitiveness that I used to get playing football where I'd want to, yeah. you know, train on the weekends and practice and get my footwork <laughs> right. I'm like, I want to like train the video game and like, I'll like, I'll like, you know, tell myself to go to bed at 10 and then like, it's like 2 a.m. and I have no idea what just happened. And I've played the game for, you know, five hours and I'm like, oh God. I'll go to sleep and I'll wake up and then I'll, I'll go through my morning and then like for an hour i'll stop and after breakfast and be like oh, we'll just play like a game or two and that's so funny because i've like i've never like seen you play a game for us since like a long time oh it's like the, the it's like the one thing i probably hide from you <laughs> and i think there's a lot of men <laughs> no like you, you don't like hide it you like tell me like yeah i'm gonna play the game for a couple hours and then i just go to sleep but yeah. i like never ask like yeah yeah what time did you go to sleep you know yeah. it's pretty much exactly like that so i have Again, moved that to the category of addiction in the sense that, like, I'm not trying to incorporate that in my life at the moment. I'm not trying to find a way to, quote unquote, balance playing, a, you know, that sort of procrastination and seduction because it's too fucking strong. And if you have something out there, if you have something like that and there are things you want to accomplish in your life, then you are going to have to get rid of them because they like they are stopping you from achieving your long-term goals because of the short-term pain that you would be in from not playing the video games or not doing whatever it is that is your seduction you know like with my with the youtube procrastination it's like a little different because i can do it in between studying and i can do it like just on my phone or i can do it like any time of the day i can almost do it and it'll just prolong my procrastination and again everybody that procrastinates we all know that feeling, that guilty feeling after we're done procrastinating. We're like, fuck. Like, why did I do that? And most of success in the world, like 90% of success is just taking on that short-term pain for the long-term gain. Yeah. Just like taking it head on and being like, okay, like my brain's going to feel very uncomfortable for the next 10 minutes when I start to study. going to feel very uncomfortable when I start to do this thing I really don't want to do in my life. Start to learn this thing I really don't want to learn. Because... Your brain wants to escape the pain. It wants to escape the pain of whatever you're doing. And the best in today's society, it's so easy. There's so many things. There's so many things to stimulate your brain. There's, you know, there's, you know, Netflix, there's YouTube, there's porn. There's, you know, all these things out there that you can just completely go off and stimulate your brain with and never have to, like, worry about the real things in life. Yeah. And if you really want to get in head, even though we all do procrastinate to some level and we probably all always will, if there's things in your life that, are seducing you completely and stopping you from achieving your long-term goals then you know you have to choose which type of pain in life you want discipline or regret because you're going to feel that regret the second mm -hmm. that you're done you know yeah. doing the thing yeah it's just the way the procrastination yeah sort of works and, and, I, and almost like you were saying with the final i feel like the more responsibilities i have the more i want to procrastinate yeah. So <laughs> the most I've ever played video games is finals week, which is like not the way it's supposed to be. Right. You yeah. go to finals week, you're like, OK, you're supposed to study. This is where you stop having lectures and you just full on study and then you're done. Like you finish the semester, you go to the summer, winter break, whatever. You finish the semester. Just finish it out. Yeah. And those are the weeks I'm like, fuck I'm like it. finishing and starting new shows. <laughs> yes. Like you, you would always tell me like, yeah, I'm an exam on Wednesday. Was, I just started a new show. No, like, my my freshman year, second semester or first semester, I remember. No, it was second semester during finals week. I started a new show and I would go to sleep at like 3 a.m. just watching <laughs> the show because I didn't yeah. have lecture in the morning. And my freshman year, I didn't have a job. So I would just watch my show and just wake up at like eight or nine and then just go study afterwards. Yes. It's 
I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. And if you're a college student that isn't working and doesn't have a child, it is so easy to do some of these things because unlike high school, you don't really have somebody telling you to go to class. You don't really have. And then if, and then you don't go to class, you know, one day and you're like, oh, no one told me anything. I could just do that again. And then you yeah. do it again. And you're like, well, no one told me anything again. And then, you know, you sort of get into this sort of mode and this sort of routine of like not doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it's it's so fucking easy. Yeah. It's like so I easy. do want to uh, say like a, a tip with procrastinating and studying uh, something that I have found and I have researched that can be really helpful is trying to figure out a way to make your studying less painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there are kind of there are techniques out there that I've proven to work. Like uh, I think the pom- Pomodoro technique. Um, so it's basically where you um, it, you can modify it depending on, you know, what what class you're studying for or what it is that you that you want, like a specific ratio. But it's basically like, for example, you study for 50 minutes and then you have you take a 10 minute break. Um, and that like kind of like motivates you to, okay, I'm going to work for this next 50 minutes, like, you know, no distractions. And then during those 10 minutes, I can just take a break and be on my phone or which, you know, try not to be on your phone, but, um, you know, you can be, you know, it's a break to do whatever you want or maybe go outside, you know, see the sun, which is something like you would do. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm more of like get on my phone thing, but (laughs) But, you know, um, switching from, like, instead of... Because I also recently saw... uh, I think it was a video by uh, Andrew Huberman. Huberman, um, Where he was, like, kind of talking about the science behind this, like... I don't remember exactly what it was. But it was, like, um, with, like, um, time... Not time management, but being productive. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was, like, your brain or something... It's said to, like, only focus for, like, 90 minutes. And after those 90 minutes, everything you just see or learn, it's kind of just like, just. Yeah, I've heard him talk about the the 90 minute intervals where like you should like really like try and, you know, focus these 90 minutes and then like, you know, take a break. So it's it's just too much. It's too much. So it's like 90 minutes or less. Yeah. You you focus and you study. And then after nine minutes or less and you take like a, you know, a break, you have to take a break whether it's 10 minutes or whatever. Um. And during that break, you kind of do, like, activities that are not, like, um, overstimulating your brain. Mm -hmm. So he kind of talks about how being on your phone, it's not good because, like, while you're scrolling on social media, your brain is, like, you know, like, trying to, like, you know, look at whatever you're you're trying to see and, like, your eyes are working and, like, your brain is trying to focus and then it's, like, you know... Getting all this like dopamine, you know, it's like the most like still over exactly. So, um, and then you go back to that boring piece of paper and you're like, I don't want to do this, yeah, because you're like, (laughs) my brain is like even worse now. That wasn't a break, that was great. Like, what am I doing exactly? Studying, so instead of like getting on your phone, he like recommends doing activities that don't take a lot of brain power. Um, you know, for me, that's um. You know, like classes that are super easy and I can just like look up questions if I need to. Yeah. I can do that. Or even if it's like um doing the dishes, you know, you could do that. Yeah. Or doing kind of like things like that. Yeah, or like cleaning up your 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 clothes or you know, doing activities that don't say going for a walk, it's perfect. I was gonna say, so like for me, especially like you're talking about um sort of night these ninety minute intervals. I know as a student we've both experienced um 
I know at least I can speak for myself. I, I've experienced and most most students will experience this at least once if they do if you are in college or if you are learning and studying. You'll experience a day where this whole ninety minute rule just won't work because you have four <laughs> hours to get ready for the exam and that's all you've got. And so yeah. you know, you gotta push through the four hours or the six mm-hmm. hours or the, you know, twelve hours you're gonna be studying. Yeah. And I've had these like where I wake up, I make breakfast and I go to study maybe on campus or at a coffee shop or something. And I watch the sun come up and I watch the sun go down and I've been studying the entire day. Yeah. Like we'll we'll all, I think most students will experience that at some point. And for me, what I found helps with procrastination is like you said, I love going for walks and I, especially in the sun. And it helps that I live in Houston, Texas and it's very sunny most, you know, 90% of the year. So hot. Hot but sunny, (laughs) yes. And I actually welcome that because a lot of times I'm studying in very air-conditioned buildings, whether it's coffee shops or on campus, and those get very cold. Especially if you're studying and trying to focus, Mm -hmm. you get very cold and and it just becomes annoying almost. And then you step outside and you get like that fresh, warm air, the sun hitting you. Like I literally will sunbathe like a dog. Like on campus, (laughs) I'll go lay in the grass and just like sit there for like 10 minutes and just like soak in the sun in between my breaks and then i'll probably go for a walk and you mentioned this the other day you know with your eyes if you're looking at a screen for a long time there's like the suggested like 20 20 20 rule which forget exactly what it is it's like yeah it's like you you're this is for like your your eye health yeah. and your sight and which is um, important yeah especially for students like us because both of us do our work on ipads Com- computers, devices, yeah. yeah so it's more about like having your eye uh, and your vision focus on something so close up it's damaging to the eye so it's recommended to do like if you're doing if you're looking at a screen to do like 20 minutes of looking at it and after 20 minutes try to look um like a 20 20 meter distance something that's 20 minutes 20 seconds exactly and um that kind of like resets your eyes and it like it just doesn't get focused on that um thing that's so close up and and it doesn't even have to be like the 20 20 20 what i found works too is like i typically do like the top of the hour so i'll work like 50 minutes and then the last 10 minutes i'll like go and like try and look at something far Mm -hmm. away just to try and like keep my sort of visual acuity like you know at a good state because again if you're a student or even if you're not a student if you're just someone who's going to be focused on work and like hustling for a long period of time all these things do apply Mm -hmm. like if you're a creator if you're creating music if you're editing videos if you're doing anything like that like you're going to be sitting there for a long time and sort of like uh and it's focused basically yeah but it's it's for the eye specifically it's about like looking at something so close up yeah it's it's damaging to the eye to do exactly. that for long periods of time without taking like a break to look far and kind mm-hmm. of like let your brain know look i i need to look at something that's far away also as far as procrastination goes the thing that i found helps is giving yourself some time pressure because procrastination is really the result of feeling like you have like endless time and you can just kind of like keep pushing it and keep pushing it until you can't keep pushing it anymore it's like the saying that the the time you allocate for something will be the time it takes you to do it it'll balloon up to that time so if you allocate a day to do something you'll do it in a day but if you allocate a week you're gonna balloon up the time it takes you to a week like you're gonna push it to the week it's like you're gonna procrastinate until the whatever time you allocate to for something that's the time it's gonna fill it's gonna basically you know fill it up whether that's at work You know, a lot of people work eight hour shifts when they could get most of their work done in four hours. But it's like society has already set aside an eight hour shift. 
So it's like we have to stay eight hours, even though like I got all my work done the first three hours or I got the same amount of work I could have done, you know, in the first three hours because it just sort of balloons up. So for me, putting a time pressure and specifically setting a little timer next to you for like an hour or like whatever your your time you feel like your time span is, just set it and then like it'll push you to really be focused and on what you're doing. And let's say you do get distracted and, and, and someone walks in your room and they say, hey, and they bother you or or you're, you know, out in public and you just get distracted, procrastinated, whatever. And then just stop the timer because then you get to really see the real work that you're doing. So instead of just setting a one hour timer and then just like like kind of fucking around, not really doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then an hour has passed. So you feel like you've done good work, but you, you've only done like 20 minutes of real work. Right. Because you've procrastinated a bunch. Just stop the timer every time you stop doing the work. And then you'll 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 start to track. Oh my god! Even though it's been thirty minutes, I've done ten minutes of work because I keep having to stop this because mm-hmm. I keep you know fixing my shoe or getting up to talk yeah. to somebody or you know doing whatever you're doing. So adding that sort of time pressure, just setting like a, it can be on your phone. I've also one thing I want to try that I've seen Alex Ramosi do is he has like a he just like bought like a little timer and puts it next <laughs> to him. That way he doesn't even have to go on his phone to set the timer. It's like removing the phone and the distraction and the. All the things that your phone can like suck you in, like TikTok, yeah. Netflix, YouTube, it can just suck you in. So just having that timer yeah. and that time pressure next to you. And for me, even doing this, like whenever I get ready for work in the morning and I'm making breakfast, setting like a 20 minute timer for me to cook breakfast, I cook it faster than if I were to like put my headphones in, go slowly, listen yeah. to, you know, a podcast, you know, which is still I still do sometimes when I put that timer on, it's like. I'm like that. And you're just way more productive. Yeah. And, and there's uh with like timers and stuff and like the Pomodoro technique and stuff. There's also apps you can download. Like I know I've used Focus before mm-hmm. and I think there's another one called Forest. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it's called. But it's actually really cool. The, the way it kind of works is like you um every time you like set a timer to study, you like grow a tree. So like if you study oh, for three hours, like yeah. you'll grow a tree, but it's not just a tree. Like if you set another timer for another day, you'll then grow another tree and you basically start creating like a forest. But the the trick is like if you don't if you stop it, the tree will like die. Yeah. So it's kind of like showing you like um, how much you've accomplished. Yeah. Power momentum. It's like if you just yeah. keep going, you keep. Yeah. But if you stop. Yeah, and it it kind of like gives you like motivation to not stop, yeah, and like kill your force or whatever. Uh, So if you if you want to make your like study more, you know, entertaining. What about how do you feel about? Because this is a topic I feel every every student is either one way or the other. They either they do it completely alone or with people. How do you feel about studying with friends? What has been your experience with that? So. It depends the friends that you're studying with. Okay. Um, I have some friends that when we like meet up, like I know I won't get shit done. Yes. Like, I think we all have those friends. Like I know, like in different side, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'm gonna get stuff done. Yeah. And then I'm in you know, like in the back of my head, I know as soon as I get there, we're just gonna talk. We're gonna gossip, we're gonna conversate. Yes. And nothing's gonna get done. So and I've done this before where I've like tried to study with them for like a final. And it's just, like, not gone, you know, the right way. It's so hard, though, because those are the most fun, like, sessions you ever have with friends. Yeah. It's, like, whenever you, (laughs) when y'all need to study and then you just talk for, like, three hours, even though you do, you obviously feel guilty and horrible about not studying. And Mm -hmm. you clearly, that clearly wasn't the best for your studying habits. 
it was like extremely amazing social like social life wise and you, you do get to talk a lot you know yeah but it is such a difficult thing yeah. you know because i feel like there's a lot of students out there that they either study completely alone nobody bother them and sometimes they don't even go to lecture they just like to learn on their own mm-hmm. or they're like completely dependent on friends to study I've, I've met those people too where it's like i don't feel motivated but like if i get in a group of other people yeah. like i'll feel like studying yeah you know i feel like i'm like both yeah like it depends like what i'm studying for obviously like mm-hmm. if i'm reading um i usually can't be with friends yeah. like after I've, i do it because I don't really like to study by myself. I feel like I get lonely and like depressed. You do. So like I, I like going to either. coffee shops yeah. and stuff like that. Although I do study by myself sometimes, like especially when I'm reading. I can't focus when I'm reading. I need quietness. Like I yeah. need everybody to just be quiet and maybe like I'll have like a classical or like lo-fi music playing. Yeah. Lo-fi. However you yeah. Say it. But there are some friends that I have studied for, with um, like this past semester when I took Orgo. Like, no, those people study. Yeah. And, like, they help me. Like, I have um, these two friends that we, most of the time, we take, like, similar, like almost the same classes. And, like, when we, like, we only meet up to study for exams. That's, like, yeah. the day, like, like before the exam. It's almost like that's where your friendship is built at. Versus yes. the, the reverse, which is, like, we have a good social life. We party together. And then now let's try and study together. Yeah, it doesn't work. And then it just doesn't work. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's, like, I'm... I'm a, I'm someone who can be alone much longer than you can. Uh, I can study for, you know. And I, I think 90% of the time, I prefer to study by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not for a lack of being open-minded. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, tried to, like, open up and study with other people. I've just found that, for me, whenever I study on my own and then go and study with people, it's so much better. Because then it's almost like the review part I should do mm-hmm. with friends. The the the, the preview and the view and the learning. It's like, let me try and understand it on my level the way I... Because yes. the problem is if you go into a group of friends with a group of friends to study and then you don't understand something, they're going to try to explain it to you. And they're probably going to explain it to you in a way that you don't understand because they're going to confuse you, right? Yeah. Versus if you go learn on your own... And then you come to them, you can go, hey, don't don't explain it to me that way. Like, that's not the way I understand it. I understand it this yeah. way. You know, yeah, that's agree. a very real thing as far as like studying yeah. with like a group of No, like, I think people. that's like actually like the only way that it works for me. Because even when yeah. I'm telling you, when I study with those friends, like by then I already know everything. Exactly. So yeah. it just helps me kind of like know things that maybe I didn't know I didn't know. Yes. So they help me kind of like realize Oh, that's how that works. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that, you know? So it's, like, I think there's it, a benefit of it. Absolutely. Even if you, like, ask them, like, hey, like, you know, quiz me real quick. Or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, y- you've learned everything you feel like you can on your own. Then you get with them. And then they're like, oh, yeah, make sure you know how to do this. And you're like, what? And you're like, it kind of, like, they, they, like, catch things yeah. for you. It's like a net. Or the opposite could be true, opposite. too. Like, you could have friends who don't get it. And, yeah. like, you explain it to them really well. And mm-hmm. it kind of, like, helps you reinforce those um, oh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. things and kind of like know that you know it because yeah. i know i've had like friends uh, ask me some stuff and if i can't explain it to them that's when i know like i think i know it but i really don't and that's that's also like the if you can explain something and i i think i think einstein or or Feynman has a has a quote about that but 
if you can't explain something uh, like you were talking to a six-year-old, then you don't truly understand it. Because yeah. everybody can make things more complicated. Yeah. But only someone who truly understands it can dumb it down and mm-hmm. make it you know, easy for anybody to understand. Yeah. That's like the true test that you really understand it. And another thing with that is it's called, I think it's called the, the explanation effect. But if you learn something with the intent to explain it to somebody else, then you will learn it much better. Because you're intending to explain it to somebody else. So, for example, this last semester, I started like a tutoring business for physics. Every time I would, I would like review problems to make sure I knew what was happening so I could tutor the person, I learned it on a way higher level than I did taking the course. Because whenever you learn something with the intent to explain it to somebody else, you have this way new respect for how to, because you're trying to think of anything that that student could ask you. Anything that the other person, the friend could ask mm-hmm. you. So if you're in a, if you have a group of friends to review with and to study with, then it, it I feel like it is really good to like do it on your own and then go and try and explain it to them. Because yeah. if you can do that, then like you really understand what you're talking about. But if you can't get in front of a, a room of like five of your friends and go like and you start explaining it and the media, immediately after you start explaining, you feel stupid. And then you realize, oh, wait, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Or they can call you out on your bullshit. Like, you're like, yeah, this is how this works. And then, like, four of them look at you and go, that's not how it works. <laughs> and then, like, then you know, okay, like, your brain stops, doesn't reinforce that bad thing you learned. It's like, let's relearn that because that's not the way right. that it works. Yeah. You know? So I think with, with, with a group of friends, it depends on who you are. But for me... Yeah, reviewing it with the friends is way better. Yeah. And sort of learning it on your own and having your own yeah. time to like, because everyone learns at different rates. And yeah. everybody, some people, it takes three hours to learn a concept. Some people, it takes three minutes. Like, it yeah. depends on, on how or you understand it. Also, too, um, like, I have a, I have friends that I can be like, okay, we're going to, like, study together. But we're complete, like, we're just going to study together. Yes. Like, so I did, mm-hmm. I did this with my roommate a lot where we go study but we just like are in our own little world. Yep. We're just having each other's company just so that we don't feel alone. Lonely. Yeah, yeah. But but I'm like focused and doing what I'm doing. And then like when I need to take a break, then I have somebody to talk to, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another way that it, it works. Um, but it's not like you talking to them the whole time. It's more like you're both studying your own thing, but you're just together. And I, I mean, for me, like I haven't really found a great group of friends per se, because right now I just enjoy talking to my friends too much. But for me, the best person I found is you. Like, <laughs> you're my greatest, like, study partner. Yeah. Because when we go and study, like, it's only business. Because we have our time outside of studying. We have our time to, you know, talk to each other and, and you know, bullshit around and go on vacation yeah. and show each other love. And so it's like, whenever we study, it's like, okay, we're both studying. It's like, we're both, we're both really, like, getting into the shit. And we're, like, getting, you know, sort of... Uh, I definitely think that you're like my my, yeah. my greatest like <laughs> That's a, another um plus to having a boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> you you have a, a lifetime study partner. Not only that, but having having someone in your life that is not only at a similar stage but also has similar ambitions yeah. to you. Yeah. Obviously not required in a relationship, but it does strengthen the relationship a lot because you're two people who have very similar aligned interests. Mm-hmm. Um Another thing I wanted to touch on for this sort of study uh, episode and, and getting ahead in life is the concept of burnout. We mentioned it a little bit before. And more importantly, how important it is, like, and more specifically, how important it is to, like, take breaks and to mm-hmm. not overwork yourself in the sense of, like, for me, I find that a lot of times 
the more hours I put into studying correlates to higher grades and higher understanding up to a certain point. And then if I keep continually, like if I do three days in a row where I study eight hours each day, like at some point I almost feel like I'm like not even learning anymore because yeah. you, your brain just gets like yeah. shut off. Mm-hmm. So like for me, my break and reset is the weekends when I like see you or when I just I try to do something on the weekends. Just even if it's not even like necessarily like a break, if I'm doing something creative like this podcast or something outside of like intensive like reading, whenever I have that time, it's like a reset for my brain. And it allows me for the next week to go in with a newer curiosity and almost revamped energy, if that makes sense. Yeah. What do you feel like is is has worked for you in terms of like taking breaks and like how important do you think it is in the in terms of like studying? Yeah. Well, I think it's I think I agree. I think it's really important to take breaks, but not just breaks. Also, um, doing the things that you love doing, like never give up on your hobbies when yeah. you're like studying or, mm-hmm. you know, focus on something. For example, I love to work out in the mornings and I feel yeah. like, you know, although it's not like a break, I feel like that kind of gives me like sanity because like yeah. I know that I have done my workout and now I can study, you know, maybe not the whole day, but like I can study and feel like I've accomplish something that's not just studying yeah. uh, and then and then the next day i go i go work out again and that's like my break um but yeah i also think like when you're while you're studying it's important to take breaks um during the weekends it's important yes. to take like a longer break you know sure. um and then even like at the end of the semester or at the end of a block or like if you have like a free weekend or something um going on vacation like yeah. if you're somebody who works, for example, like if you're not in school but you're you're working, it's so important to like vacation. In my opinion, yeah. it just gives you like a like a you know it gives you motivation to keep doing what you're doing because it's so easy to get stuck in like the routine and the repetitiveness of things. Like I'm this of a person that gets bored of things really easily. You do. <laughs> so. Doing the same thing over and over again every single week, eating the same thing, studying the same thing, like doing the same, not studying the same thing, but doing the same like repetitive studying, like just every single day, like eventually it, I will just stop Yeah, and just do terrible on everything. Yeah. And you, and you did mention like keeping up with your hobbies. I think that is so important because if you don't, what I find is that your identity almost becomes being a college student or being a student in general. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't perform well, let's say on exams, it crushes you in, in, in a double way. First, you're disappointed, obviously, that you didn't do well on the exam. But second, you're disappointed in like your identity and who you are as a human being and as a person. Versus if you're somebody who like outside of school, you like you like to kayak and you like yoga and you like to work out and you like to cook and learn new recipes then like if you have a bad test grade yes it's disappointing but you don't feel like bad about yourself mm-hmm. you know that it doesn't define you as a human yeah. being your identity is no isn't attached to being a student into being sort of this stand held to like the standardized testing model of like did you get an a did you get a b did you get a c if you got an f you're stupid like those kind of things yeah. it's like you're you're a human being that has these interests and hobbies and so even if it's not necessarily again taking a, a quote-unquote break or vacation just having things outside of school that you like to do yeah i think is important because otherwise your identity starts to and i see this in my sort of my younger sister and anybody i saw this a lot of myself you know until i really started to reflect on be sort of introspective about myself about this and also what 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 you talked about with sort of vacationing and, and not getting and getting bored and burnt out i think it also depends on the person because yeah. for me 
it takes a lot more to get burnt out than it does for you. And for me, I need a lot less breaks than someone like you does. And yeah. for me, we've talked about this before, but like, I, I don't think I could ever take a vacation longer than like two weeks. And like, you've talked about vacationing for like a month. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. ideally, I don't want to go on vacation for more than like five days. But I do understand that there's like, if it's a vacation where I'm going to multiple countries, like let's say in Europe or... Yeah, if I'm taking a Europe trip, I'm traveling for at least a month. Yeah, if it's like longer <laughs> excursions, I could see it. But just like for every vacation or, or, or just like a typical vacation, like more than five days, like I'm good. Like that's that's my reset personally. No. You know what I mean? And I, like, I think I think everyone's different out yeah. there. So if you're out there and you feel like, well, you know, I feel like I can, you know, grind for like, you know, a year and feel OK and then take a break. Then, you know, don't let anybody else tell you like how you should mm-hmm. live and be comfortable and how yeah. balanced your life should be, because if you're happy working, then you're happy working. I mean, you don't need balance, right? right? Like that's your that's that is your balance. The balance is just finding your happiness. So don't don't let other people project what they feel you should be doing onto yourself. What they feel is balanced onto your you know yeah. yourself because whatever you're doing may not be balanced for them, but it's balanced for you. It's yeah. perfect for you. Right. You know, just like me and you have completely different ideas of yeah. sort of vacationing and everything. Exactly. Although but, I'm still gonna drag you into my month long vacation. <laughs> We'll see about that. But anyways. Right. <laughs> but anyways, guys, we really hope that y'all enjoyed this episode regarding uh, studying and sort of getting ahead in life, um, grinding it out, finding ways not to procrastinate, finding ways mm-hmm. to be productive. Because if you're trying to be a productive human being in this world today, a lot of us struggle from the exact same kind of yeah. uh, traps, the yeah. exact same kind of things that are trying to get us, mm-hmm. catch our attention, um, sort of... M- one term I do I do want to mention is becoming like ind- indistractable, mm-hmm. which means like like indestructible mixed with like becoming distracted where like your mind becomes so strong and fortified that you're that nothing can really distract you. And you're so focused and you're like you're able to not procrastinate on the things you want to do and, while still taking the breaks and enjoying. It. And right. I think the goal for not only us, but hopefully everyone out there listening is to create a mind that's indistractable. So that you can achieve your long-term goals yeah. and go through the short-term pain that it's going to take. Because it's going to take some short-term pain. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be enjoyable, but right. it's going to be fucking worth it. Right. So if you're out there, try to make your mind indistractable from all the things trying to pull your attention away from what's really going to make you happy in life. With that, though, we really hope you enjoyed the episode. Please comment down below. Anything you want to hear us talk about in the future, we'll certainly touch more on um, studying, being a student, student life, being busy, being young, all those kind of things. We'll talk about more in the future, but we really hope you all enjoyed and that you got something valuable from this episode and we will see you all next week. Same time. Bye, guys. Peace.